Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Look at that. Park Boys. Yeah. You down with OPB? Park Boys. Gabe and Grody, you know. Nice. You hit that. I got you. Uh, it's Gabe and Grody filling in for Parkinson Spiegel here on 670 to score. You can catch us tomorrow, too. Them Oak Park boys don't get any harder than that. That's right. And I'm from the south side of Oak Park. Just I'm- move there. Catch me on the south side of the 290. What? <laughs> here's, what I, here's what I will tell people. Right? What? I'm like, like, they're like, oh, you're in the suburbs now. I was like, listen, I stay on the west side. <laughs> I live on Roosevelt and Austin. Uh-huh. Let's be very clear. I mean, it's it's some ways from there, but that's what I tell people. Yeah. To try to get my street cred back. And I think I made this clear yesterday. I have not adjusted to not living in the city of Chicago yet. Yeah. Did, I, did I talk about well, that yesterday yeah, on the you, radio? You just got there. I know. I just got there. And, and I've been we living in the there. city for 17 years. Yeah. So the city proper... And, uh, yeah, life was really easy living in the city in terms of walking everywhere. Yeah, so I, I love my place. I just And Oak Park's awesome, but it's just not living in the city. How's yeah. Dave doing in Oak Park? Dave is adjusted. Dave is a much bigger place now. Yeah. So at first he didn't like it, honestly. Too he, much it was, space? Yeah, too much space. And didn't Dave know is what the, Grody's cat for those that That's right. Not. He is Dave the cat. Dave the cat is cool. He is good. 
By the way, I never told you, We Them Boys by your guy Wiz Khalifa. Yes. Um, do you know what that song reminds me of? That song reminds Club me Dub. of. Club Dub. No, no. Club <laughs> Dub reminds me of Club Dub. The, the We Them Boys, man. The Cubs, 2016. Ah. Like, and uh, Is that the Schwarber. Song? Well, no, it wasn't one of their songs. It hit me. There was a day where the Cubs were playing, I think it was the Reds, and they hit like six homers. Like Rizzo was homering and Schwarber was hitting that. Smile. Bryant. I know because things were so good. And then they just started blasting that song. And I'm like, yeah, they are. <laughs> we are yeah. good. <laughs> they, they are them Sean boys. Great. Yeah. That yes. was, I mean, that, what a time to be alive. Oh, it was 2016 so 2016 in Chicago, pre-pandemic, being able to do whatever you want. That that was a great run for me. People hated hated me because, you know, I am a Sox fan. I do appreciate good baseball, though. I love baseball. And so, you know, at the time, I was doing morning radio, and we were broadcasting live from Wrigley Field mm-hmm. during that entire run. And so people, and I would take pictures and selfies, oh, yeah. and people would hate me. They're like, get out of there. You're bad luck for the Cubs. Don't you dare set boot, foot in that booth. And I'm like, shut your little mouth. You hurt your Sox credibility, too, because as you told me, well, because your Sox fans, Here's like, the, if they hate the Cubs and you're up there in that booth taking pictures like you're a tourist, I mean. I don't hate the Cubs. That's the difference. Okay. Yeah, I'm not one of those. Sox That's fans. good. That's smart I don't love the Cubs. I want to be very clear. Right. I'm not a fan of the Cubs. Oh, you're not a fan. No, I thought you told me you were a fan because you did. No, no, the, no, you I did the pre and post. I appreciate. He had a flirtation with the. Cubs. I had a flirtation ship with oh, the Cubs. Oh, okay, and then it didn't yeah. work. So, so you flirted with them, and then it didn't work. So now you hate the Cubs. I ghosted the Cubs. You ghosted the Cubs. <laughs> you know yeah, <laughs> I, there was a flirtation ship going on, and they didn't make the playoffs. And I was like, ooh. yeah, the lights turned on at the end of the night, and I was like, ooh, are you as pretty as I thought you were? And I was like. My girl's ugly too, but you know, whatever. I'll back just to the south side with, with you. Yeah, she loves me. <laughs> the good socks love Take me. Take your ass back there. Oh, so sad. Yeah. Being a Cubs. No, fan. you did good, man. I mean, doing the uh, you did well uh, with the Cubs pre and post game. I heard you. Doing it was that a fun. Few I got to be honest. Yeah. The, the, when you when you, obviously you're following the team a bit more, and you appreciate certain things about the organization. I think that's what I really fell in love with. Excuse me. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, that's what is. I really liked. He's a fan, Sean. Mark that time. Mark that He's time. A fan. <laughs> that's yep. gonna make the promo tomorrow. Oh yeah. <laughs> Damn it. No, it's okay, man. No, it's I, okay. I, I, listen, there, there's some. There, you can you can tip your cap to great leadership, right? And teams that make decisions like you know you can hate what what's going on with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Or you can be part of that group that's like, damn, I wish my team did things like that. Yeah. And so I think that's what happened last year with the whites or with the Cubs where. It seemed like every month they were trying their hardest to get into the playoffs, whatever that meant. Bringing up the young guys, adding people at the trade deadline, you know, things clicking in certain moments. And it just it felt like, wow, this 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 management really cares about this team. And and really, even though they're not supposed to make the playoffs, they're really doing everything in their power to do it. It might not be the best decisions for the franchise moving forward, but you know what? Screw it. Getting in the playoffs is important to them. And those are things that I really enjoyed. Yeah, I, I mean, loved watching that. That was you know, that they set out to in 2012 when Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer came in. The idea was, I mean, we, that we were hit over the head with two words, and that was sustained success. I mean, that's where I remember that really entering mm. the score lexicon and sports talk, re- sustained success, which are two beautiful words that we would love for all of our teams. And some people will say the Cubs should have won more, but th- I'll be damned if they didn't put themselves in a position for about five or six years to be in the World Series you think every e- year. You think their egos got in the way of them winning more? Um. I, I don't know. No, I don't think it was their really? their egos. 
I think you it don't was, think they were feeling themselves. No, no, no. I don't. Maybe in 2017, but they made it back. They were in the NLCS again yeah, for for three straight years, man. Yeah. They were in the National League Championships yeah. here, 15, 16, and 17. Here, I think the downfall was, and, and Sean, you could chime in here too if you want. Um, I think the downfall was just philosophically the philosophy that the Cubs had in those years was let's and this is oversimplification you want to beat the shift and like where everybody's playing hit the ball over the wall the philosophically they came in and said let's get a bunch of thumpers on this team who can hit the damn ball over the wall and that's a that that was like again oversimplifying that's what they did but then that caught up with them because they stopped making contact Mm. because they didn't hit the ball over the wall anymore and that was the big thing remember like offensively it became really bad in terms of contact. I feel like once Dexter Fowler left, it was all downhill. It didn't help. Losing Ben Zilberst hurt, too. This yeah. was, it, like, you're only contact. But, like, Fowler, like, 2016, while. Dexter Fowler at the top of the order was, like, money. I think, that's, I think that's a great call, too, because they never He was did. the Lonzo Ball of the Cubs well, in 2016. The biggest reason he was so successful is he saw more pitches than anyone yeah. at baseball. The only guy averaging four and a half pitches per plate appearance. Like, well, most guys are 3.2, 3.5. He's nearly five pitches. Him and I have the same birthday. Oh, really? Fowler and I. Oh, neat. Yeah, you and know when that. is it? Just for March 22nd. Okay, March 22nd. Yeah. Mark yeah. that down. And Byron you... Scott as well. Byron Scott. Oh, we'll throw all party. Lakers. We'll, we'll throw a party for all three. There's not many people that have my birthday. Pat Sajak has oh, a birthday. Oh, okay. Right, we'll Final year of uh, On the Wheel. This is so, such a self-centered yeah. two minutes on the radio. Yeah. Right? Find out who, all the people that were born on January 9th. <laughs> Let's right, move it to that. That'd be My birthday's coming up, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah 21 again. January 9th. again. Yeah, yeah, 31 again. Jordan and I are the same age. That's right. That's right. That's right. But no, the Cubs leadoff hitter after Dexter Fowler, to your point, do we remember who they tried to force to be the the uh, the leadoff hitter, and I like I was in support of it. I was in support Bobby? of it. Ooh. No, it was Kyle Schwarber. Oh, Remember Schwarber? Schwarber. Schwarber. Now, now Madden would do that as a novelty every once in a while. Like I'd walk into a, an opposed. I think it was in Pittsburgh. Walked into the clubhouse and he's got the big lineup out there, and it's Schwarber at the top. At the time, it was funny. It was like, oh, Schwarber. <laughs> Remember they put Rizzo at the top every once in a while, and it was fun and it was a novelty, and Schwarber would laugh and we'd all laugh. But then they tried to make him the leadoff guy, and it didn't work. Eventually, he got sent back down to the minors, and mm. we know what happened. But I like that. I mean, that's true. Dexter Fowler, man. Does so, he has he hit any homers lately? Kyle Schwarber? Yeah, just oh, a few. Important ones? Just a couple. Okay, just curious. Wonder a lot. You think he's hit like nearly 200 since he left for the Cubs? That's not an exaggeration. He actually hits leadoff for the Phillies, too. Yeah, yeah. 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 Madden was on something. That's what I will say. Yeah. yeah. High on base percentage. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I, I think what we what we can all agree on is that it is difficult to put together a team that can have sustained success, not even just year over year, but you know throughout a season. You know, to be able to to play at a high level and and maintain it throughout. The grind of a Major League Baseball season is difficult. And I think you guys, you Cubs fans, learned, just like the White Sox did in 2005, that it's hard to win the World Series. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And, and, that, and Easier that, if you spend money. Sure. Easier. Yeah. Yeah, and unfortunately for the White Sox. Or you could find, you know, some 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 flash in the pan kind of situations. <laughs> Martin Maldonado, here we go. Comeback season. <laughs> 37, baby. Hey, hey what, what was your big prediction for 2024? I'll tell you mine if you, if you tell me yours. We're going to post that up soon. Shout out to Kevin oh, Lapka okay. and Connor O'Donnell. You want to know it now? Yeah, sure. Okay. It's not, it's not gonna... Okay. Yeah. So, and I remember we were asked to do a, a bold prediction. I didn't have time. I didn't really think about it. I literally did it during a commercial yeah, break. Yeah, I saw you. You were like, yeah. Gabe, I did mine. And I was like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. What about you? Did you do yours? See, I did mine. 
Um, my bold prediction was we were supposed to t- talk the most memorable part of, of 2023 of 2023, and then we were asked to make a bold prediction. Yes. My bold prediction was, and I'm not backing off of it yet, um, is that next year going into training camp, the Bears will have both Justin Fields and Caleb Williams on the roster. Yeah, I'm there for it. I'm there with that. I think that'll happen too. Yeah, I like that. And then my most memorable thing w- was the the day at Hallis Hall where Adam ju- Williams got no, 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 no. That 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 was a day unto itself as the day well. after the Bears lost to the Packers. Yeah, most memorable oh, day. Yeah, that was yeah. What was it? No, that, no, but for real, it was when Justin Fields called us all back into the locker room oh, to clarify his comments after the tweet one. went out. Okay, with him, you know, basically looking like he he was selling out. That's a Getty. memorable moment, right? That was my, wild. My memorable moment was August, uh, twenty twenty three when. Christopher Morrell hits the walk-off three-run oh, home run. That's awesome, man. See, Cubs fan. Pat Hughes. Yep. No. Mm-hmm. And I talked about it in the video. I was like, if there's one, like, working at the score, if there's one moment that I feel like kind of, like, changed the trajectory of everything, I feel like that was it this year. And my, But my bold prediction, White Sox, AL Central, champs, 2024, baby. That is bold. Bold prediction. I mean, that is – that is the essence. We all figure it out, baby. Martin Maldonado finds the fountain <laughs> of you. Nobody knows anything, really. Paul DeJong. Like we said, us here at the score, we know everything. That is something right there, uh, man. Somebody else that has a hot take coming up about our Chicago Bears, Corey Wooten, former Chicago Bear, Northwestern alum. He is going to join us after the break, and he's big on Justin Fields. He does not want a Caleb Williams or a Drake May. Uh, who does he want with that supposed oh. first pick in the draft? Corey Wooten, former Chicago Bear, will tell us after the break. It's Gabe Ramirez. It's Mark Grody filling in for Parkinson Spiegel right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670, the score. We are good, boys! The Parkinson Spiegel Show, afternoons on the score. I mean, yeah, um, you know, shoot, just getting a relationship with your teammates, that's kind of been I mean, the norm since literally, you know, um, so you always want to be close with your teammates, always want to have that friendship, you know, whether you're playing together, whether you're not. So, um, you know, we've really emphasized you know, being close to each other uh, and really just a close-knit group. We're all through the thick and thin, and, you know, I think we've done that. I think, you know, there's a lot of great relationships throughout the team, and, you know, guys are really close. So, um, you know, I think we've definitely grown together and kind of meshed well together as a team. Justin Fields chatting with the media right there. It's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody filling in for Parkinson Spiegel right here on 670 to score for the next uh, good chunk of time. We get to chat with one of my good friends, man. Joining us right now on the guest hotline presented by Circus Sports Illinois. Played for the Bears, Northwestern alum. Uh, does the Miller Lite Brewing Views with me on Fox 32 on Sundays. It is none other than my guy, Corey Wooten. Corey, welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, Gabe? How you doing, bro? You know, hanging in there, man. Uh, ready for this game on Sunday? I know you and I aren't going to be able to watch this one together. Um, but what what do you think about Justin Fields playing for his future team? <laughs> Corey don't like that. He Corey, got it. Corey don't like that because he he knows that he wants Justin Fields playing for the Bears next year. I I, I do, I do, and Gabe, Gabe knows that I'm very vocal about it. I do believe he has the talent, um, and we, we've talked about this a lot coordinator, Luke Getze, it's been tough this year. It really has. So 
this was supposed to be a crucial year for Justin Fields and his development, and to really see him take the next step has been very up and down, right? I I think a lot of the blame has to be on the play calling. You, on the other hand, maybe maybe don't align as much as I do with that. Uh, it's just it's been very tough, right? Because like I said, we were supposed to see a huge year of growth with him, but 15 swing screens in a game <laughs> in in that minute in that Minnesota game is it, it, tough at times to see. What part of the blame does Justin Fields have to take? So I I definitely think they're they're holding the ball right. That's something that I think he struggled with at times, right? And I think any mobile quarterback, they're they're trying to make a play. They're trying to make something happen. And I talked to Gabe about this. I'm okay on a third down taking a sack. If something's not there, you're trying to make a play out of something when when you're already going to punt the ball. So on the third down when you're trying to make something happen, I have a problem when he's taking a sack on first or second down. Then you're getting behind the down. So – that's something I think he has to work on, and I think at times that's something that, that hurts him, is that holding the ball. We're talking to former Chicago Bear Corey Wooten here on 670 The Score. I am Gabe Ramirez. He is Mark Grody. Corey, talk to me about the other side for Montez Sweat. I know we've had conversations about you know the impact he's had, you know, grown man, playing a position that you played in the NFL for years, but – you know, on the other side, you had Yannick Ngakwe. He's hurt. You know, Demarcus Walker's there. But, you know, there can always be an upgrade, right? That's why the Bears went on and got Montez Sweat. For you, does a uh, does the upgrade at the other defensive end position, does that come in the form of a draft pick? Or do you see the – or would you like the Bears to go out and get a, a an established veteran uh, to play alongside Montez Sweat? I, I would like to see an established veteran for sure. Like, ideally, I would like that in, in free agency. And a guy I've talked to you about, Johnny Newton from Illinois. You know, the Bears got two first-round picks. Kind of eyeing him for that that second uh, first-round pick there. So I think he's a guy that's really disruptive that would fit the mold for that, that three technique. That's a, a dominant three technique that can get pressure, that can generate uh, uh, pressure in there and can really be able to, uh, you know, make make his impact felt. That tells me, and and I guess this is the follow up. You don't think Trevon Dexter is that guy? So right now, I love what I've seen from him. Right, I've seen the improvement, but I've talked to Gabe about this. Something that I still struggle with him is the pad level, is the consistent get off. Right, and I think in this Tampa two scheme, you need a three three technique that can really get off the ball. And I think when you look at Javon Dexter, I think his scheme at Florida has really hurt some of his growth in the scheme because literally he was over there getting off the football and reading, reacting. So we saw in his college film, the ball snapped. one 1,000, two 1,000, him still in the stance. Mm. So I think some of those bad habits have crept in, huh. right? But I think the thing about him is he's such a freak of nature. He's such an impressive player that he's still able to make an impact not getting off the football as well, playing with high uh, pad level. So this offseason will be huge for him. If he can work on that get-off, if he can work on that pad level, something that any tall player has struggled with, myself included, right? Some, a guy that's 6'6", struggle with pad level at times. 
if he can really focus on those two things, I think he can be that guy in the future. But the thing is, it takes time. Right? You look at guys, and they initially just have that get-off. It's something that they're born with. So sometimes you can learn that over time, but it, it might be hard for him to consistently get off the football. In, in my head, though, I'm thinking about this, and you're right. Uh, at Florida, read and react. Here, just to oversimplify it, it's go. go get, get. To me, that seems like an easier thing to learn than read and react. Is it just he's got too much muscle memory now with the read and react? I guess I don't understand why it's hard to just yeah. go. So I think as a defensive lineman, right, we're all taught from the time we put on the pads. I, I played when I was in second grade. Everybody has a gap, right? You have to stay in your gap. So think about that. When you think about get off, people are worried that if I get off too quickly and I penetrate and they, they zone right or zone left, I'm going to be out of my gap, okay. right? So people worry about that. And sometimes like, no, I have to step this way. But the great part about the Tampa 2 scheme is the fact that you get off and you set an edge with your penetration. It doesn't matter if you're out of your gap, right? Because the penetration sets the edge. We're talking to Corey Wooten, former Chicago Bear here on 670 The Score, Gabe and Grody filling in for Parkins and Spiegel. Corey, I'm, I'm, uh, I know you've played with some really good cornerbacks in your day, right? And when, a lot of people have been talking as of late, like the Bears defense is just playing great. And, you know, the, the, the DBs finally got some pressure up front. Who was, your, who was your favorite cornerback to play with? Like you were, like, extremely impressed by. And what did they do that you felt, like, you know, allowed you to, to be impressed? So there's two guys that come to mind to me, uh, Tim Jennings and, and Peanut Tillman, right? They were both physical guys. Peanut, uh, you know, how he was able to do that peanut plus get the ball out, but just the physicality, right? And I think in this Tampa 2 scheme, whenever you have corners that are physical, that can help and run support, that can be physical off the line of scrimmage on these wide receivers, that's something that you really admired about them. And I think Peanut Tillman did that. I think Tim Jennings did that. And the one year, if I remember correctly, Tim Jennings had 10 picks, I think, 2012. Mm, I don't know if he had that. I'm, I'm, I'm looking it up right now. God, he if he nine had, or 10, yeah. did nine or 10 picks that year, 2012. Um, yeah, no, you're right, man. 2012, he Mark, did have Mark, nine interceptions. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know, Mark, He's like, Mark, I, I was on the I, field. I, I, no, I, 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 God, I, I, yeah, no, you got, you got me, man. You got me. Did he make me. the Pro Bowl that year? I'm off my game. <laughs> he made the Pro he Bowl made, that year. the Pro Bowl. Yeah, wow. I, think he, I think he led the league in, in interceptions that year. So, you know, I, I remember correctly. He, yeah, you got it. He had a lot of picks. My bad. I will never <laughs> no, challenge but, you again. But another physical guy, right, imposing. Exactly. And, and um, you know, a guy in the Bears, right, Jalen Johnson. I think I think he brings that to the table as well. And he, he's a guy that's continued to improve his play. And, Gabe, think about if he didn't drop a couple of those picks, yeah. how many picks he had this year. He's been playing on a different level. And I'm hoping that him and the Bears can come to an agreement for him to stay because it's really hard to find physical corners that can shut people down. I think Jalen Johnson brings that to the statement. Uh, happy belated birthday to Tim Jennings. Christmas Eve. How about that? Just oh. turned turn 30 on or 40 on Christmas Eve. Wow. Okay. Yeah, his final year in the Jennings. NFL was uh, 2015. He played one, two, three, four, five years with the Bears. Look at yeah. that. Tim Jennings. Um, you know, we've been asking the question. We we Gabe and I kicked it around a little bit. We asked uh, Emma about it. That Eddie Jackson, you know, we're talking about the secondary, which has been very good. 
do you cut that guy on June 1st and save 12 mil though and cap space? Or do you actually give Eddie Jackson a, an extension, like a one or two year extension? Uh, I, I think you got to let him go. I, I think his play has been too inconsistent at times this year. We've seen so many times, Gabe, how many times we've been watching a game yeah. where he comes up for run support. And instead of, instead of putting his face in there, putting his shoulder in there, you can't put your face in there as much anymore. But instead of putting your shoulder in there, making a play, we see him kind of olaying at times. We see him not really try to get that contact. Something that early on in his career, he come down, put his face in there. And it, it, it's, a, it's a tough situation, right? Because he's been injured a bunch. I think the talent is still there. But when you see the inconsistent play at times and the high price tag, you got to move on. It's it's interesting you say that because what what is it, Grody? Next year he'd, he'd be making eighteen million dollars. Um, let me look at yeah under his contract for one more for twenty twenty four he'd be making eight eighteen point four million. If the Bears cut him before June first, they would save twelve point six million in cap space. If he were to make eighteen point four, based on what safeties are making right now, obviously not anybody getting re-signed, he'd be the second highest paid safety in the NFL. Oh, wow. Yeah, that doesn't make yeah, sense. So I, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if he uh, gets cut this offseason just because of the high price tag, right? Like, you, you're just not going to keep a guy that's had some injury issues and, and hasn't been on the field as much and his play hasn't been up to par. I'll give you, it's Derwin James, number one with $19 million. Minka Fitzpatrick, 18.2. Jamal Adams from the Seahawks, 17.5. Jesse Bates from the Falcons, 16. And then the last one I'll give you is Harrison Smith from the Vikings at 16 million as well. Ooh, okay. So, I mean, you know, he'd be up there. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be interesting. You yeah. and I, uh, Gabe, debated a little bit on a recent show about Jalen Johnson and whether you give him that because you were running through some of the top cornerbacks. Yeah. And what the debate was, I, I basically said, yeah, give him 20 million. Gabe was kind of like, oh, man, I don't know, man. That That's. Would you give him? Hold on, we got to give we got to give Corey context here as to how much yeah. like the highest. Okay, paid, yeah, but, you so got it. Jair, Jair Alexander, highest paid yep. cornerback in the league, twenty one million. Den, okay. Denzel Ward twenty, Jalen Ramsey twenty, Trevon Diggs nineteen four. To go down a little bit further, uh, Tre'Davious White from the Bills seventeen two, Darius Slay from the Eagles fourteen million. Is he those guys? That's the question. Would you pay? Would you give Jalen Johnson twenty million? Pay him like the elite guys in the league. How good do yeah, you think he is? I, I would. I, I think he's a shutdown corner. I think he's a young I guy. I, I, I think he's established himself. Um, and like I said, it's really hard to find shutdown guys. And you look at Darius Slay; he's getting up there in age, right? And we we can make an argument right now that I think Jalen Johnson's playing better than he is right now. Um, so I, I think Jalen Johnson deserves. The payday, I think it's going to be interesting because I'm just hoping it's not a Roquan situation, um, like that he feels like the, like the Bears kind of, you know, chastened him a little bit, not negotiating early on, and now he's going to try to get the highest price possible. That's, that's what it seems like. So. He should. He should. I mean, it's true. It's true, man. Jalen Johnson making $1.6 million this year. He's a yeah. that game. Hey, <laughs> like, and no wonder he's so jovial on these co- in these interviews. He's like, yeah, you know, saying about the head in the business. He doesn't care about twenty million franchise tag. He's making one point six. I got these fresh wings for the media. Yeah, yeah, yeah guys, you want to eat some wings? Next year, I'm bringing filet mignons. Yeah, that, that, that's what I want. I wonder if the Bears have actually. Offered him recently, maybe something well, of, of Co- those lines. Well, that Corey, like, no, Corey I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. We actually talked to Jalen Johnson yesterday, uh, Mark Grody and I, and he mm-hmm. said that 
in so many words, the Bears were trying to talk to him, and he was like, nah, let's just put this on the back burner. I want to focus on the season. So he was the oh, one that said man. that. Interesting. Oh, man. I know. So, uh, well, let's, yeah. let's, let's live there for a second, Corey, because obviously, yep. you know, you've been in the league a little bit, and you've had to deal with these kinds of situations, right? Like mm-hmm. working on the last year of your deal, what was that like for you anticipating, you know, what the future would look like? Oh, my God. Hold on. Time out. Tyreek Stevenson, you know how much he makes? $1.6 million. Mm. So Jalen Johnson's making is, is the same as Tyreek Stevenson. rookie contract. All right. Yeah. Sorry, sorry about that. Go, go ahead, Corey. Well, yeah. second rounders, by Ta- the way. It's all perspective, right? Yeah, it is. Talk, so talk to me about being in that situation of, 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 of being or playing in the final year of your contract, trying to, you know, secure the next big one. I, I think the biggest thing is for Jalen Johnson, right? If the Bears are talking to you and they offer you a number that you are comfortable with, whether or not that's going to make you the highest paid or not, you take it, right? Because tomorrow's not guaranteed. You never know what may happen. So if they're offering you a good amount of money that you feel comfortable with, I think you take the deal and keep it moving, right? Because everybody in this league, they're playing for that next big contract, right? And in football, well, knock on wood, I hope nothing happens with them. But – I'm just hoping that if they're talking to him and they offer him a good amount of money, that he takes it. Um, so something that makes sense for him, because I would just hate for something to happen, and then you, you're not able to capitalize on on how you're playing at this point. Because it, football is is the likelihood of injury is is very high, and I'm not wishing this upon anybody. Yeah. But remember, I talked to you about that, right? Johnny Knox. Yeah. Before he got injured, he got offered a contract. Uh, the Friday before he got injured in that game, and he turned it down. Um, so that's why in this league, right, if, if, the, if the money makes sense and it's a comfortable number, hey, you can go back and forth all day. I want one more, two more million, right, in the scheme of things. you got to take the money when you can. How about Tariq Cohen get, yeah. getting paid? And then what was it, Same two weeks thing. later or the week later? His career uh, ended. It's crazy, man. I, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, we, we throw the numbers around a lot, right? Like, oh, give him $18 million. You know, what does this look like? Only 20 cornerbacks in the NFL make $10 million or more. Quarterback? Yeah, oh, cornerback. Corner, corner, I got you. Only yeah. 20. Yeah. Think about it. There's two yeah. starting ones on every team. Yeah. So there's yeah. 60 or 60 some of them out there. And then the, then the slot guys. Even Kyler Gordon makes more than Jalen Johnson. Really? Kyler Gordon makes $2.1 million. And Jalen Johnson makes one point. Another second rounder, by the way. All know. these guys that you mentioned. So you got to be rounders. super salty at that. Oh, cool. oh yeah, yeah. I know, I know he's. De- I know he's definitely irritated, but I, I think he's just irritated with them that they they wouldn't do it early on, and now he's balling. Like back then, you didn't want me. Now I'm hot. You ball on me, <laughs> yeah. like Mike Jones. You already know. I love yeah. it, Corey. <laughs> man, I, I love talking to you today, man. I'm gonna try to get you on. Uh, again, before the week's up, so and enjoy your your children. And I know you got to get back on the clock because you're always on the clock. That that I do know. Exactly. Yep. Definitely. It was a good time. Good talking to you as well, Grody. Yeah, man. Okay, we're gonna do it again uh, later this week. And good talking to you as always, brother. Always, Corey Wooten, former Chicago Bear, hanging out with us here on six seventy to score. I forgot to ask him. Uh, had he ever cried during a game or last time, you know? Oh, like what made him? Yeah, because, you know, it? we were talking about that earlier. Yeah, yeah no, that's such a great. And you were talking about, you know, the crying, playing Madden. I wasn't would lose. playing Madden. <laughs> what are you talking about? Are you making stuff up yeah, now? I this am. is like the part of the show where I told you I was listening to your show and, you, and the show wasn't on. Remember? <laughs> caught you on Saturday on that QL. <laughs> no, uh, it was someday that I caught you. It was we weren't on the score on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. 
I love you, Gabe. <laughs> you could have just rolled with it, too. Like, oh, thanks, Grody. <laughs> oh, no, I don't like when you lie to me. I don't like no, that. We, not the relationship we have. We're beyond that point where we have to lie to <laughs> yeah, each other. Yeah, come on. I lie to my wife. Not to my, no, I'm just like, baby, if you're listening, I'm just kidding. Just wanted to put that Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're not. Yeah. Yeah, he's kidding. He is. 100%. All right, what I'm not yeah. kidding is that about is that we have one more segment to go before we get up out of here. Uh, and we someone someone in particular was commenting on your hair, Groats. Oh. On what what are we calling his hair? Flooster Flooster what? Eberfluff. Eberflow. Eber Groats. Eber Groats. Eber I like Eberflow just because of the Pearl Jam connotation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, we'll, t- we'll play the clip of the person that is giving, saying, whispering sweet nothings about Mark Grody's hair. Sick. On the- <laughs> it's Gabe and Grody filling <laughs> in for Parkinson Spiegel on 670 The Score. Sick. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons on The Score. Stroking his hair. Like hearing from Mark Grody yesterday, I mean, Matt Eberflus. I, <laughs> I, I, guys, I've never seen a doppelganger like that. Like, I mean, Mark Grody's hair right now. Can we just acknowledge? I just was thinking about Flus, and then I thought about Grody. Like he's got some major Flus hair going on. You know, it, it, it's a good look. I, I like it. I like it, Grody. Sounds like she's smitten. Stacy Dale, I'm getting national love. I mean, stroking his hair. It is quite impressive. The mirror effect that is. I did not set out to do it either. That's the funny part. Wait, what? Why would you pull? Why would you just? Why would you brush your hair backwards? You can watch us on Twitch right now too. Yeah. So you can see Groats live and in person. I mean, what was the? Because you're definitely a comb over guy. So a comb over guy. Isn't that? Isn't that what that oh, is? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Usually, yeah. I'll, yeah, right. Yeah. Usually, is that not called a comb the over? No, no. When you say that, it makes it sound like I'm a bald guy. Like you, like oh. I'm like the the comb over thing. Okay. That, give me like the, the proper, old Gene Katie. Give me the proper I terminology. I don't know. It. Look, my hair has always been an issue in terms of style. My hair, like I, I like just for one example of this. I, I once went to a a charity function, and I met somebody there. Okay, and okay. she like it was like we hit it off. It was great. Um, and we, we went on a couple of dates and she got comfortable enough to, to tell me, she said, um, she's like, Oh yeah. Like, like I really enjoyed meeting you really funny and all that kind of stuff. She goes, I wasn't really sure about the hair, what we were doing with the hair. Cause my hair is just like, I can, cause I've got like colics all over my hair, Oh, that's the you know? Worst. Yeah. Now there's a little recession going on too. So my hair is always, even with family and friends, my hair has always kind of been, an issue, not like a, like where it really bothers yeah. me or anything like yeah. that, but it's ne- I've never fo- okay. I'll summer. I've never found the the perfect style. Do you have for a, my do hair? You, but do you go to like when was the last time you got a haircut? Uh, I don't. That's a great question. Every time I go to get a haircut, they ask me when's the last time you got a haircut, and I never remember. Probably about a month ago or something like that. So you go like well, like every four months? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I said a month ago. No, I know, but because I'm, 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 then I'm trying to figure out when's the next. One get. Yeah, I need. That, that's part of all of this. Okay. I need a haircut. There's no doubt. Why don't no you doubt. go drastic and just like go super short? No, I, I might do that. I might yeah. try that. The, the I think you look badass if you went if you went okay. shorter. Maybe I'll do th- like yeah. significantly shorter. If, exactly, and that and that is okay. That that is what I'm going to do. I think I will. Yeah. I, I will take that advice and see what. And then you get the winner to grow it out. You know? Uh huh. Like if yes, but if I don't like it, yeah. the difference between a good haircut and a bad haircut is about two weeks. Did right? you did you ask a question to Coach Eberflus with your hair like that? <laughs> I did. <laughs> That's <laughs> Several badass. times. Did he chuckle? No. No. <laughs> He's like the only person who hasn't acknowledged it. <laughs> well, I'm sure he's probably like, hey, yeah. hey, yeah. yeah, 
Uh, yeah. Are you trying to make yeah. fun of me? Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, that's right. part of it. Like, one of the things was is, I, again, I, I did this, and everybody, all my colleagues, everybody out there was like, oh, my God, you look it's like hilarious. Flus. So I was like, okay. And then I was doing it, and everybody loved it. And, you know, it's funny. funny. I didn't want Mad Eberflus to think I was making fun of him. So I got a little self-conscious. But then I go into the locker room one day, and there was a couple of Bears employees. It was a day that I didn't do my hair like that. <laughs> and they're like, where's the flus, dude? I'm like, okay, everybody's cool with it. Um, yeah. But, no, Matt has not said anything about it. So, yeah. yeah. There's I, I, no way he hasn't, like, come out of his, like, his meetings and be like, is Mark Grody? <laughs> Dude, listen, same, listen, here's the thing. Hair, right? People spend the majority of their life being told that they look like certain people. It's and it's, it couldn't be further from the truth. Most people feel like, what? That person? That's ridiculous. So, for, for, for Luce to come out and see something that really resembles, like, everybody's yeah. on board, like, wow, that looks like. So, you know, I'm sure it's jarring. As when you come out, maybe and you it see is somebody. And you're like, right? You're like, oh, oh, oh. Can I tell? Can while we're doing this? Yeah. Sean Sears, do you know which? Maybe I, again, this might be just me. What Chicago Bears player do you think Sean Sears looks like? Because I think they're like current Chicago Bears. Yes, Cairo Santos. <laughs> no, not <laughs> okay, man. He's like five four. <laughs> I mean, you're like five seven, bro. What are you I'm talking about? Six foot. <laughs> Uh, no. Um, you ready for this? Wait, wait, wait. Okay, wait, you want to guess? Wait, wait, wait. There's only a handful of white guys on the, on the Bears team, so. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I know you're not saying Cole Komet. Yes. Stop it. Yes. Cole Komet is 6'5", 250, No, I'm 60. saying, like, facially. Look at the smile. Like, Yeah, come on, man. Don't I look like a six foot five tight end? I'm not saying body type. Sean's I'm saying girlfriend's going to text you in a little bit and be yeah. like, back off my yeah. man, bro. <laughs> She's about? like, no, he doesn't look like Cole Komet. <laughs> His girl's going to be like, Cole, Cole Komet. Komet. She laugh. knows who Cole Komet is, so yeah. she'll, she'll understand. No, a and she'll have a good laugh, won't she? Yeah. When you, when you tell her that. She'll a probably be like, he looks better. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit? Uh, I mean, a little bit. Okay, I who, can see that. I who do you that. get? Who do you get? On the Bears? No one. No, no, not on the Bears. Oh. I mean, it's in general. There's got to be somebody uh, that everybody says I've been told like. Daddy Yankee. I don't know Daddy Yankee. <laughs> this is a reggaeton artist. I know the damn Yankees. Uh, sometimes I get... Uh, Daddy Yankee. The, the one that pisses me off the most is the dude... There's a TV show called Power. Okay. And there's a, a character named Tommy mm. that's on there. He's from Chicago, actually. Um, Joseph Sakura, I think, is his name. Yeah, but when people tell... You know when he tells me that? Black people. Really? They were like, you know, you look like Tommy Off Power. And I'm like, my, my go-to line is, no, nah, I look way better than Tommy <laughs> Off Power. <laughs> you do, though, time. man. You do. Yeah, you, don't Dude, look at, don't, you, you don't look like this don't. guy. You look better than this guy. So Thank you, Sean. I don't know. I'm trying to. I don't think he look I, like, Fine. He looked like Cole Komet. Thanks, man. <laughs> he dreamed me like yeah, Cole you Komet. You too. See, how, see what happens when I'm here? You two guys get along. Who do who you get? Groats? Um, man, who who have I? Besides you know, Floos. Um. Yeah, Flus is the latest. Um, typically, like a Brad Pitt, or no, I'm kidding. <laughs> redirect, redirect. I, I know how this goes. Redirect. <laughs> um, I, I can't think of who I, I who I've had lately. I, yeah, you don't yeah. strike me as yeah. anyone like that. I've I, had them. Harrison Ford. Is that um, why you? No, have no, I don't get Harrison <laughs> Ford. Um, God, there's a guy that I'm thinking of, and I can't think of his name, and I don't feel like yeah. doing that that dance yeah, right now. That's okay. No worries. Yeah. Uh, good thing is we got all day tomorrow to talk about it. Yeah. We'll be back on your airwaves 2 to 6 p.m. right here on 670 to score. But before we get out of here. Oh, would you accept Carlos Correa? I have gotten that one a lot. Because that's on the text line. Like, uh, I'll, I, yeah, yeah, I'll accept that. I have gotten Carlos Correa. Yeah. 
And I've been told to contact the the Regimen Barbershop in Kenosha. <laughs> That's where I got to go to get a good hairstyle. Kenosha? Yeah. Uh, I, miss all, being, I miss being skinny and loving good comps to who I am. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Well, I can go through that. Like, honest to God, when I was in college, ready for this is my downfall. Uh-huh. I was, and this may, this is out of your age group, but 90210, uh, Brandon Walsh. That's Jason Priestley. That's what I got in college. Yeah. That's sexy. Yeah. I got to check out some high school yeah. pics of Grody. Yeah. Get excited. Oh, yeah. Me. College, too. I got Eric Foreman from that 70s show on. Okay. Which one's that one? The nerd. <laughs> <laughs> you are skinny. That's why. Uh, got to thank our guest today, Cam Smith from Stadium Network, hanging out with us. Chris Domino. Uh, from the fan out in Atlanta giving us some insider information. He hates everything that's going on out there. And then uh, Chris Emma, I thank him for giving us our Bears report. And former Chicago Bear Corey Wooten for hanging out with us. Got to thank our producer today, Sean, the shadiest, Sears. I'm from Chicago. Thank crust pizza? No, thank you. I'm from Chicago. That's right. <laughs> that's a great one. Uh, did Leo help you today or are you rolling solo? Leo helped out. All right. Yeah. Uh, coming up next, Rami, not Ramirez. Rami will be coming up next. Yeah, that was a, that was a snafu, huh? So you make sure <laughs> you know, missing an R and a Z, and then it would have been me working from 6 to 9 tonight, but thankfully it's not. Uh, make sure you check them out on the app or right here on 670 The Score, uh, and we will be back tomorrow. So, mi gente, hasta la próxima. I am Gabe Ramirez. He is Mark Grody, and this is Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Would I rather be feared or loved? Um, Easy, both. I want people to be afraid of how much they love me. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 